When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a test. This station is conducting a test of the emergency broadcasting system. This is only a test. Of all these opinions, this is the one that continues to blindside me, dumbfound me, gobsmack me, thunderstrike Just me. blasphemy. Absolute blasphemy. Okay, it's happening. Everybody stay calm. What's the Everybody procedure, stay everyone? Calm. What's the procedure? Stay calm! This is the Overreaction Podcast. I am Chase. With me as always, my man Cody. How's everything going over there? Man, it's going good over here. We got the uh, a lot of rookie drafts finishing up already. We've got the officially scheduled release is coming Thursday. There was a little bit of a possible hitch that they were giving us trying to play a little bit of game of chicken with us. But no, we have it officially. We're getting the full schedule on Thursday. We got a uh, Black Friday game for the first time ever this year, so that should be a uh, that should be an interesting one. Competing with college football on the same night, but that's going to make for a hell of a Thanksgiving weekend, giving us like four days, five days straight of football there, Thursday all the way through Monday. So that'll be a hell of a time. Yeah, I think uh, I think everyone is tired of watching Nebraska and Iowa on that uh, Black Friday game. I know I am. Uh, <laughs> as a Nebraska fan, but you know, I, I get it. You gotta, you gotta throw a, a nice game there on Friday. I think that'll be fun. A nice little twist. So 122 days until we get that opening game. Uh, really looking forward to it. Obviously we are in the heart of the off season. So, uh, you know, the, the NFL draft is over. We have rookie drafts going on. How's everything going so far with your rookie drafts? Have you gotten, your shares that you're looking to get of certain players who have you missed out on so far i don't think i've taken a single charbonnet so that one hurts um it's tough man because i i just haven't had too many first round picks i think really outside of rumble which is where i got uh bijan jsn and michael mayer all in the first round of that 14 teamer Uh, that one that one went out pretty well played out you know, about as good as it could have played out without me going and leaning into the quarterbacks and trying to push in for this year. So I like the draft there. But really, I think I've only made one other first round pick. So everything else is second round or later. But probably the best one I've gotten so far was getting Will Levis at the 202 and then flipping that for a 24 first. I was pretty pumped about that one. And uh, other other than that, though, yeah, man, really, really haven't been doing too much in the drafts because I just don't have all that many picks here. I, you know, you know, I'm the same way, you know, I trade away a lot of my picks. I do have one draft that's gone pretty well so far. Um, I, I'm okay. Like I, I, t- I drafted more picks than I anticipated. Um, I, I did miss out on Anthony Richardson. That's the one that like my heart is kind of broken on so far. I've struck out completely on Anthony Richardson. I had the one Oh two and the one Oh one guy was taking Bijan. He knew he was taking Bijan talked about it was, was touting it up and down. The day of the draft, he goes and trades that 101, and that person ends up taking Anthony Richardson. So I do have Bijan, I do have Gibbs, and on the same team, I have Brees Hall. So that that feels good. Um, I did also get Charbonnet with a 202 in this one. So, you know, I got I got some good value. Um there there are some guys that I'm 
pretty stoked about having. But uh, I, I think Anthony Richardson so far is the one that I wish I at least had one or I, I might do some disgusting things to try and get a share. But he's uh, got the running back depth now you can you can move some you can move some yeah. of those running back pieces around on that team see if you can do something on that league or hey we've, we've got enough leagues we, you can find your way into an anthony richardson <laughs> share at some point man i got four more drafts kicking off i actually i think the first one will start this morning which is by the time you're listening to it this morning so it'd be wednesday um wednesday i have like four more kicking off between that and the end of the week and then i think i have a few more towards the end of the month and then two in june but yeah uh, all all the rookie draft are, are we're just in full swing right now. Like it is just intense. So neglected some leagues, but uh, getting back in it, and it's nice to see everyone being active again. But uh, yeah, what's that part of the off season, right? Like we are we are making those moves here this off season with uh, with what's going on from rookie draft season on. Yeah, I think I'm wrapping up mine here over the next week or two. To be honest, mine they're all pretty centered right around the draft, and so I'm going to be in a pretty pretty good amount of dead period here from the point that that last draft finishes till uh till we kick off 120 days i think it is from the time that you all are listening to it till we get football back on september 7th with the kansas city chiefs facing off against one of nine i guess teams that they've you know selected for it but uh chase we got a lot of dead period to fill and what's what's the best way to fill that time uh you know obviously it's with best ball mania four baby like if you haven't heard Destination Devi has partnered with Underdog Fantasy for this upcoming season. And if you are able to use promo code WAKEUP or TFDR at sign up, you are able to get up to a $100 deposit match on your first deposit. And if you do deposit $10 or more, you're going to get one year access to the Destination Devi Discord. Hands down the best place to be for your fantasy football knowledge. Uh, for underdogs specifically as well, where everyone is putting together sheets, dropping their lineups, talking about things that they're noticing in drafts. In an incredible community where you're able to have all of your information at your fingertips. So great, great place. Again, make sure you use promo code TFDR or promo code WAKEUP at sign up to make sure you get that deposit match. But uh, yeah, man. Now that we're done with uh, with all of uh, our underdog, we'll be diving into underdog. But now we're done with all of our rookie drafts. It is the off season, and I think that's the most important time. You know, you finally got people active. You finally got you know, there's probably four people in your league, maybe six people in your league that uh, aren't always tapped in in the off season. But now that they've drafted those rookies, they're here, and it's time to take advantage of everyone in your league being being at their phone and on their uh you know on their sleeper app or on mfl making moves and that's what we want to talk about today is we want to get into some of those off-season moves that we should be making or shouldn't be making this time of year uh, in order to set ourselves up for success once the season does actually roll around so it's dynasty it doesn't stop and and so we're going to kind of get into to some of those things that we're we should be touching on and, and should be making moves uh, at this point in the off season. Yeah. And then taking it from this point on, and we're going to take it, you know, try to project out a little bit for the future. See when we could possibly see some spikes come up within this next 120 day period is OTA is a period where you can take advantage of some people is are the 
preseason game is a period where you can take advantage of some people. You, you know, you get that George Pickens hype from last year, and you can yeah. you can flip <laughs> you can flip some people on that type of hype if it happens. So, the OTAs I've already seen videos of Rasheed Rice catching passes from Patrick Mahomes, and he's already being elevated up to the 107 in some people's minds. And you know, you've got you've got hype going all around. You've got hype going all around. So. Hey, people are going to overreact. It's what we're it's what we're going to do from time to time here on the overreaction pod. But people are going to overreact to things that you're seeing throughout the next 120 days. We want to give you the best information available so you don't overreact and can take advantage of the people who are. And so we're going to dive in position by position and kind of look at um, some some potential buys and sells, some different moves we should or shouldn't be making. Um, the the biggest thing that I want to do before we dive into those positions is is preface all of this. With this is the time of year to have patience. And I know it's extremely hard. I know we want to make that deal. We want to get trades going. We want to see different players on our roster or get somebody off of our team. But be patient. I cannot stress that enough. Following that up, know your team. You know, we're going to be talking about win now move. A lot of the rosters that we that we build and construct are win now focused. Um, we will obviously talk about you know retooling and different moves that that still benefit that side of things as well. However, you know we are going to be talking about a lot of win now moves to make or not to make, and the reasons why behind it. So again, know your team and be patient. Be patient. So uh, let's kick things off here. Do you have anything else you want to touch on before we dive into quarterback? No, I think we dive in, man. It's 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 just you you've done a lot probably over the last week or so. Everybody has with drafting their teams, with following the draft, and we are so trigger happy right now. Like I've <laughs> I've I've been I fell victim to it in one league where I already traded away like a 24 second. It was an extra one and I already had like three, but there probably wasn't really a reason for me to make that move. But I saw the guy sliding down the board. I saw Josh Downs there. I saw Tucker Craft there and I was like, oh, man, I can just send one of these and get the both of them right here. Let's let's go and fire it off. And (laughs) long term, it may work out. It may not. But a lot of this a lot of this time, we're probably trying to stay a little bit more fluid as we'll talk about through this thing and stay more liquid with picks over players for the next 120 days. So. Maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit gun happy, trigger happy on that one, and uh, we'll see how it plays out. But we'll get into everything in more detail here. But yeah, let's let's kick off with quarterbacks. I mean, the biggest thing with quarterback right now is, and this is this is year round, right? Like this is pretty basic, pretty simple. If you can get a top nine quarterback, go get them. Like, make it happen. <laughs> I think that's the 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 one place I want to start. Like. There is no time of year that that is a bad time to make the move. There is no, you know, oh, my my team isn't necessarily looking to win now. If you can get, like, all of these quarterbacks are within a window that are going to help you win at some point. If you can get Mahomes or Burrow or Herbert, I mean, any of them, name them, you're going to be able to have a window not only to to sell them if you need to, but you're going to have a window when your team is ready to compete. And I don't, I mean, I really don't think there's anything more I need to say about that. Like, I mean, any particular moves you're looking to make to, to acquire a top nine quarterback in particular. The thing we do need to look at here is we need to preface this with no rookie quarterback is a top nine quarterback. Yes. (laughs) Anthony Richardson can have all the hype in the world right now. He is not a top nine quarterback from day one right now. Can he get there? Definitely. I think he's the guy with the most upside to crack into that top nine. Is he a top 12 right now? I think he's borderline 
but he is not a top nine quarterback right now. So do not pay up those prices for an Anthony Richardson share right now. It's not worth it. On the flip side of that, will I take my Anthony Richardson, my Bryce Youngs, my CJ Strouds to go buy top nine quarterbacks if they're being discounted? Can I throw on like a single first on the back of them to go into that Herbert Burrow Hurts range even? I've seen some people, I've seen some crazy things with these rookies and the hype that's surrounding them. So can I do those type of deals? Oh man, if I have one of those rookie quarterbacks right now, ex- immediately exploring all other vet options in that top eight, top nine quarterback list. And I think that's the the, the thing that, that you and I talk about quite a bit is the fact that we don't like to build and, and no one should feel comfortable building their quarterback room through the rookie draft. And I love Anthony Richardson. I think Bryce Young has all the potential to to be a very good quarterback in the NFL. I like what C.J. Stroud brings to the table. And, you know, there are some questions about the weapons. But if people are valuing them as top 12 to top 14 quarterbacks, if I can just add a singular pick and move up to something that's more secure or something that I've seen a little bit more out of and I know is locked into that top eight, top nine, I'm doing it. Like I will go gladly go get myself some T Law. I will gladly go get Justin Herbert, Lamar. Like Lamar has been perennially just undervalued this offseason. Even though he's he's now signed his contract, it seems like people are still down on Lamar. And so if you can go get yourself a uh, a locked and loaded quarterback by just a, you know adding on a first to one of these guys, absolutely go do it. I mean I. I I can't stress enough the range of outcomes that there are still available for all of these rookies. I would say of the top nine, there's like one volatile asset in my opinion, and that's probably Justin Fields. And it's not because I think that he can't stay up there, but with the the offense, the questions around his passing, he's still going to be good for fantasy. It's just going to be, is, is he a going to be a long-term NFL quarterback? And, and so uh, of the top nine, he's the riskiest, but I still have more confidence in him than I do these rookies. The only other one that I'll throw up there, and this might be a name that surprises some people that's even being considered in this top nine, he's well outside of the range. If you just look at trait like KTC, is Deshaun Watson. Uh, Deshaun Watson <laughs> is still in our top nine, and I think he's another one that's risky because if I, I still believe he's fully locked into that top nine, but he is like my eight or nine flipping with Justin Fields because if he starts out slow this coming year, like if he goes through four games and he's just a mid quarterback too, he's going to tank in value, man, because he's already on the fence for most people because of how he played last year, even though nobody should have been expecting him to play well. And we all try to warn ourselves that, hey, it's probably not going to look very good for this first year. It's going to be the next year play. We're still low on him because of it, and KTC is obviously low on him because of it. But if he starts out cold again, it's going to start falling fast. So that's my only other one that's a little bit shaky for me. And, and I can see the argument for that. You know, the, the the thing for me with him is his contract. Like he's he's not going anywhere. I think is part of it. But uh, yeah, I mean, if he doesn't play well, like sure that that can definitely hurt his value and, and his ability to stay in that top nine but man I, I we talked about it last year we talked about it all off season and i know people are, are pointing out the games and down the stretch like how he played and there were ups and downs it's it's not jamar chase taking a year off of football and then coming back and then playing it's not the same the quarterback position is not the same 
There is so much more that goes into it. The offense and the ability to learn that offense and practice with the, you know, that he only got to play with for the end of the season. Like there's so much more to it. Be patient with your Deshaun Watson. If you're panicked on him, I, I don't know what to tell you other than, than just take a breather. Don't, don't go sell him for peanuts, but yeah, I, I feel like he's going to be perfectly fine. And if anything, I've gone out and acquired Deshaun Watson because of that exact reason where people are worried about him. So uh, I'm willing to take that gamble that he's closer to to that top group than he is the uh, the Dak Prescotts and the Kirk Cousins of the world. So, um, yeah, I, I, I get the volatility, though. Definitely with you there. All right, so let, let's move forward out of those top nines because I think you just, like you said, we prefaced it with you do yeah. these at any time, anytime and almost on any team. Um, so if we're going past that though, now for timing things and timing purposes, as we look forward towards the, towards all of this off season, I think one of the biggest things that we can look for is the camp battles in the off season. You know, we're going to see those, those videos of all of these guys out there throwing, we're going to see them in OTAs. We're going to see them in mini camp. We're going to see them in training camp, preseason games. Is there any point in which you would want to either try to pick your target now of who you think is going to win out the starting job or a guy who you think maybe is actually taking a hit in value because it doesn't sound like he's going to win the starting job. You think he can easily be replaced later and you just buy him cheap for a third once he's not named the starter. I think with the camp battles, how I look at it is I personally prefer to, to pick my poison on one. I will, I will take my shot on one and roll with it. Um, you know, I did it. I did it last year. Um, going into to the season i think going into the nfl draft even when uh with geno smith and and drew lock um, as a broncos fan i've seen enough drew lock to know what he was and i'm like i'm getting all the geno smith i can and i'm just going to take the bet that him being in that system uh w- was going to benefit him and it panned out so this year looking at some of the camp battles that we might have like uh, i know I know Ritter is is the starter right now, but you do technically have a battle with him and and and, uh, and Heineke, uh, Tannehill and Levis and Malik Willis. You know they've they've came out and said Monday it's going to be Tannehill, Willis, and 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 Levis. But after that, it's up to them and how they want to battle it out. So I feel like you just pick your guy who you think is actually going to have the opportunity to uh, to start, and you and you go get your guy. And and typically the way I do it is if there's one I believe in, I'm happy to to pay that second price because that's usually what it is at, at the highest is a, is a single second. Um, however, the other part of it is if I have a have absolutely no idea how it's going to pan out, I'll buy the cheaper one. And take the shot on like, you know, right now it seems like Ritter and Heineke, just using that as an example. Seems like right now Ritter's the the guy. They're going to give him the opportunity. He's the leader in the clubhouse as of today. If I can go buy Heineke for a third and take the shot on him starting at some point that I can sell him for a profit, that's how I'm going to pursue it. Uh, that's just kind of how I like to look at that. Yeah, I think I think right now you just pick a guy, make your call, make your shot. Um, I'm not paying any first for any of these guys that are in in these in these camp battles right now. I'm not doing that. But if I want to just take a shot, take a stab and fill up like my QB three slot with one of the guys that I think can win the training camp battle, then I'll I'll throw the second there. But I want to be doing that now. I don't want to be doing it. Oh, they've named him the starter now. Now let me go buy him at the increased price. (laughs) 
because <laughs> right. none of these guys feel very secure. Like if they start off the first four games bad, there's another guy waiting in the wings that can take over for them. And so once it gets to that point, that's probably when, like, as soon as the starter's named, then I might want to go out and actually buy the other one for that, like, third price, that just throwaway pick, just in case they do eventually become the starter later on down the road and this and the starter actually fails. Um, but I'm not trying to pay up once the starter is named. So speaking of camp battles and, and paying up, like, I, I know this has been the controversial one all off season, right? Like, you talk about the, the Brock Purdy trey lance now sam darnold trifecta of love they have going out there in san francisco when when is the right time like there's got to be a timing to this right like to buy sell are you looking to buy purdy right now are you looking to to take the, the chance on lance are you are you selling either of them at this point is darnold going to be the starter man it it I can't imagine it being Darnold, man. Um, I can. <laughs> I know. I know. But, oh man, it, it's it's a tough one. Um, I know. I know. Rappaport was on McAfee's show today, and he was actually saying that like he initially projected that, and then people within the organization, either whether they're just trying to bump up Trey Lance or not, told him that like that's not really why Sam Darnold was brought in here. He was really just brought in to be a, a be a guy in, in the rotation. So. By all those accounts right now, if we're to believe the surface stuff, it does seem like it's Trey Lance at this point. Um, I'm, I'm not buying any Trey Lance right now. I've already bought enough of Purdy, but I would be going out and acquiring Purdy if I wasn't as, you know, if I didn't have as many shares as I already do. I think I have three or four already. So I'm not going out and buying any more, but I think this is your buy window on Purdy right now unless we see some setback throughout the offseason as he goes forward and recovers from this uh, UCL repair, I don't think you're going to get any better prices than you are today. Now, with Trey Lance, I'm holding him on the sell side of things. I'm holding him until I be- until he starts. If he doesn't start, you're probably on a sunk asset, and that hurts. But if he does end up starting and he starts really hitting the first couple weeks and you see those legs back out there, he is running, he's – you know, performing well in the offense. I think that's your sell window on Trey Lance. But at this point, I don't think even if he starts doing that, that I'm still not buying then. So I think I'm about done on the Trey Lance experiment until he really proves something far down the line. So, so with that, just looking at Purdy. So you mentioned buying him now, like this might be a good buy window for him. What, what is it going to cost to get Brock Purdy? Do you think a late second gets it done right now? Do you think a single second gets it done? I don't think you're doing it on a late second. I think you're doing it because late seconds like that Hendon Hooker range is currently sits in rookie drafts right now. Right? Random, random 24 second, random 24 second. second. If I needed a QB three on the team, I think I'd send out a 24 second and I'd be comfortable with that. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to find him where he's sitting. Oh, he's actually sitting a good bit higher in KTC rankings than I actually thought in between Gino and Kirk Cousins right now. So I don't know if you're sending out single mid seconds for him as if we're to believe that community value right that's, now. That's the issue with with San Francisco, and that's that's like the big problem is is it's the San Francisco quarterback. Whoever it ends up being is going to have value. It, that's just how it's going to pan out. Whether that's Trey Lance, Brock Purdy, Sam Darnold, one of them is going to get a boost in value. And right now, all of them have elevated values, and that's that's really where my struggle is. Because I mean, if I can send out a single second, I would take the shot on Brock Purdy. Um, just to, to to see what could be. It seems like the organization believes in him, but you're also looking at the chance that you could just throw away a second. Like that is a very real possibility if you do that. 
So some of the deals, I'm just pulling out Bulletproof's uh, trade finder right now. Some of the deals that are on here, 24 second and fourth, a 24 first, a 24 first and a 23 first. It's probably going to be right on the borderline of that second to first range. I'm seeing 25 second, 23 second. Like it's, yeah, do you see, man, it it just fluctuates so much. Yeah. Like if you, you want pre or post draft portal for Bulletproof. I'm looking at I'm looking at the post one. So it's okay. It's showing, yeah, it's showing like Purdy. I mean, this one's wild, but Purdy for Carr and Mike Williams, Purdy for a 23 second on, on the fifth. Um, so so I mean, like there's there's a wide range, and I feel like it's it comes down to knowing your league and knowing how they actually value uh Brock Purdy and they value the situation. I think that's gonna be the, the biggest thing is who has them. How much do they value them? Does is it the same as the Trey Lance owner? Maybe they're not looking to move any of them. Maybe you don't have a true chance because that that owner is just looking at, hey, whichever one starts, I got a starting quarterback. So yeah, that's, that's kind of the the trouble with those. Truly, with how much he's moved, been moving around this offseason when in the leagues that I've seen, I've seen Purdy flip hands all over the place so whoever has him right now actually probably is okay with holding him so the buy window may actually be like you just you take whatever party shares you have right now if you don't have any you know you're taking a loss there but again on that while i'm selling trey lance if he comes back like week three week four i'm selling him at that point if he looks good maybe that's your point where you can actually buy party on the low because people are actually believing okay maybe it could be lance that runs away with the job and keeps it until you know he falls or Purdy is fully healthy, whatever the case is. Um, I still believe it's going to be Purdy at some point long-term. So that, that might be the the next buy window. Lance, Lance just takes some hits, man. And, and the way he runs, I, I just, if I can find a, 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 per, a cheap Purdy buy window, I will. So if I can buy him for a second, I'm going to go do that. Um, but if I have to wait for Lance to look good and, you know, mini camp, sure like let's <laughs> give me that window and, and i'll take my shot that's why i've been looking at you know sam darnold i feel like he's the dark horse of them all he might be the cheapest to acquire and and i feel like if, if he might actually be able to beat out lance before purdy even comes back so if that yeah. happens you might find yourself a real profit on your hands if you're able to go get some sam darnold for a third <laughs> isn't it doesn't it feel like at that point though like it's definitely going to be purdy that takes over for darnold at some point like, aren't you playing yeah. with limited time on Sam Darnold unless he goes? I mean, he would have to do more than what Purdy did last year for me to think that they wouldn't just supplant him whenever Purdy's fully healthy. I, I'm with you. Like, I keep I keep trying to tell myself that story, but man, like Sam Darnold hasn't been great, but he hasn't been like awful, awful. When I mean, he had... looked good at points last year. Like, he really did. Right, and now he's going into the most quarterback friendly system there is in the league and i think that's the thing is if brock purdy can take the 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 quote-unquote stranglehold on the job in just a few games like if sam darnold gets an opportunity and he and he looks good with debo and iuk and kittle and cmc uh i just i don't know man he he, there it's gonna go back well he's a second round pick he's got more arm talent than purdy and it's like well if he looks good then why not like that's my struggle with the full situation is if he gets a chance there's a chance that he doesn't let it go so i don't know it, yep. it's 
And again, you talk about taking your shot. If I have to buy Lance for a first or Purdy for a second, or if I can get Sam Darnold for a, a third or a couple thirds, like I would rather take that bet on a guy where it's like, okay, I threw out some thirds. I threw, I threw away what, uh, what's a third round pick right now, Eric gray and, and like chase Brown, like, all right. Yeah. I took, I, I shot my, I took my shot and, and see what, you know, see what happens. But, um, I think we've had enough San Francisco 49ers talk for a while here. Be plenty more for the next 120 days. <laughs> oh yeah. Sure. You know, there's going to be some reactions going on in that one. So yeah, be a fun one to see how it plays out. Let's move over into those running backs though. This one's not, nearly as intricate i don't think uh running back we we've seen how the fantasy community has kind of devalued the running back position it seems like overall as a consensus community here over the past year and we've definitely seen it in just the prices that i've seen Bijan actually go for we've seen it all the way across the board man the running back is just extremely depressed in value right now and are we still in liquidation mode with these running backs? Because it feels like there's still some guys floating around in the free agent market. There's still anything can happen to these running backs. It is a you know, volatile injury position. We've seen that with Brees Hall last year. And so are we truly just in liquidation mode until we get to the season? I mean, to, to make it short and sweet. Yeah. Like, yes. Uh, when I, when I look at the running back position, there's a few running backs that like really stand out to me that i just i look at and i'm like yeah i want them on my roster but then you start going down to like rb10 rb11 rb12 and i'm just like they they could put up the same amount of points and they're going to be so much cheaper are they going to be healthy what's their role going to be you know it's really really hard to to put a value or put put some of these guys on my roster and feel really good about it. Like I, I bought, I bought Derrick Henry for a 24 first. It's a true win now contender team. Like I won with this team yep. just one. And so I'm like, all right, I'm giving up what I'm perceiving as a true back end first for Derrick Henry. Who's going to just solidify the weakest room that I have. And, and so it's like, I look at it like that, but at the same time, I'm like, man, I just gave up 24 first for Derrick Henry. And like, in is May. that truly the right? In, I mean, shoot, that was in friggin' that April. Was, that like, was beginning of April, probably. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, is that the, was that the right move? And so it's like, it kind of, it sticks with me where it's like, I'm buying an aging asset where I didn't have to make that move necessarily right away. But um, yeah, it, it's, it's tough with running back. So I feel like the liquidity is more important because I know I can buy a lot of this production come the season and pay the, the proper price for it as long as those players are for sale is also part of the key to this. Yeah, got to make sure that you're actually in a league that will you know value the pick, <laughs> will, value, will value turning those picks that you're liquidating right now back into capital. And so that that is something where, you know, like if we, if we want to look at Royal Rumble, for instance, there's a lot of the teams that are fully on either side of the fence, like I'm all in yeah. or I'm all, I'm all out already. And so like if those teams, if if all of the teams have all the good assets and all the bad teams don't even have, you know, the Derrick Henry's are already off their teams, who are you actually going to be able to go out and liquidate these 24 first for? So, so it is a little bit of a just know your need basis and scenario where you might have to make moves earlier than you would in other leagues. But I'd say for most standard leagues, those teams are going to be there. They're going to be carrying some Austin Ecklers and things like that that you can buy back into later in the year. The the issue is like like you said, I, I think you're okay with buying for that or paying for that back end twenty four first price. Now, you are taking the 
bet though that he stays healthy throughout the offseason. And you're doing that with every player. But that's why, like, if especially at the running back position, if you can liquidate for that pick and you know you can buy back in at the same or close to equal price, you never know you can, but there's a lot more safety in the pick because it can become anything instead of that one player. And I think this is, you know, we talked about it earlier, you know, know your team, but also know your league. And this is something we we, we broke down and we keep breaking down with uh, um, our, our make and move series when we're looking at some different, uh, you know, team reviews. Knowing your league is very important. So look at look at the teams in your league and, and see if the contenders have these players already. Do the contenders have all of the Saquons, the Ecklers, the Henrys, the the Dalvin Cooks like or do some of these mid teams, maybe rebuilding teams have them. And I feel like those are that's how you're going to identify if which players are going to be available. It doesn't mean that these contenders won't sell these high end players, but most likely if they're putting up big points for their team, they're not going to sell you their their best running back on their team if they're a contender. So you got to start identifying teams that are trade targets, um, whether that's now or throughout the summer so that you're able to to kind of figure out what deals are going to make sense for them and for you because it is a, a trade we always look at trades where it's like i want to win the deal but it's like what is going to make sense for both of us if i'm a win now team can i take on those win now assets and give you maybe some retooling rebuilding teams that are rebuilding players uh younger players that maybe have some development but they're a year away and we can i can sell that to you um that's kind of the idea is trying to figure out who your trade targets are what pieces you have that fit that the the bill of what that team's direction is uh, and being able to to kind of make those moves work. So running back just to kind of circle back to it, I'm looking to liquidate. Like if I can down tier, like if I have, you know, a, a, you know, I think we were kind of looking at Walker, like Brees Hall, Walker, uh, White. Like if I can get some of these guys and liquidate or, or down tier and get a pick, I'm absolutely looking to make those kinds of moves. Yeah, I think I think you are looking to make some of those moves right now. And you, you don't want to take everything off of your team, right? Like you can't you want right. probably that core one player, the core two players to actually just fill out your roster. But if you do have any of these guys just lingering around that are currently sitting in your flex, currently sitting on your bench, if you're playing in anything more than like a start 10, then those are anything 10 or under probably as you get deeper, you probably need to hold some more guys on your team because it's harder to backfill all of it. You want to make sure that you don't have to make every single move before the season comes. But if, if you're sitting in those and you have some extra capital in the running back position in terms of an actual player right now, perfectly fine with a little bit of a down tier, just a full liquidate. If you think the price is right for what you think you can buy back in once the season comes, as, as we talk about the timing here, we did just see the draft and a lot of these players shift in value. And you, you mentioned some of them. It's the, uh, the Kenneth Walker and Rashad white. I think, I think the really two we, we can highlight here that, one of them got drafted over and he could be bought on the cheap right now. And Rashad White seems like he might have survived the draft outside of a UDFA Sean Tucker right now. Are those guys that you think you can take advantage of the current situation, the current timing of the market, and either try to buy low on a Kenneth Walker or sell high on a Rashad White? Yeah, I think, you know, talking about Walker, um, I, I do feel like we are a bit too panicked that. Charbonnet was a second round draft pick that that went to Seattle. Yes, Kenneth Walker is also a second round draft pick there. 
And I know when you look at certain efficiency numbers, there's certain things that, that Kenneth Walker doesn't necessarily do all that well. So maybe that's where Charbonnet is going to fill in. But it's not like Kenneth Walker was bad and they're looking to replace him. Like this, this very well may be a running back by committee. That was kind of the design when Chris Carson and Rashad Penny were on the same team. Problem was neither of them were healthy at the same time as the other one. So <laughs> Chris Carson took off and ran with it. And then when he was hurt and out, Rashad Penny did that. So you have that kind of tandem where both of these guys could see a decent enough workload to be fantasy relevant. Does it cap their upside? Absolutely. But I do think that people are panicking a little bit too much on Kenneth Walker where they're just selling and getting out. Like I, I, I'm looking at one of these deals here right now that happened just on, on the 7th. So on, on Sunday, Kenneth Walker was sold for a 23 second, a 23 third and a 24 second. So two seconds and a third. Like I, give Ain't me bad. Kenneth Walker all, all day. Ain't <laughs> like, bad. Yeah, I will take that Kenneth Walker all day, every day, no problem. Yeah, I think going back to a little bit of what you said there, we have seen this be a tandem running back room for a good while now, or at least whenever you know they're healthy, be a good tandem running back room for a while. I think the issue was last year, if they wanted to make it a tandem running back room, they were having to throw out the likes of DJ Dallas and Travis Homer. Yeah. <laughs> and they said, no, we're actually trying to win games here because we're a playoff, potential playoff team. Let's just hand Kenneth Walker all of these touches because as inefficient as he was last year, I'm not sure of the you know efficiency numbers of Travis Homer and DJ Dallas, but I can tell you they probably weren't very, very good. So um, I, I think Kenneth Walker was more of the workhorse by necessity last year and may not just not have been the scheme fit that they wanted. Obviously, it does cap their upside, but running back's a fragile position. Obviously, I had my love for Charbonnet before this happened, so it kind of sucks to see both of these guys eat into each other a little bit, but it's going to be an efficient offense probably with Geno Smith as long as he doesn't turn into a pumpkin next year from the Cinderella story this year. So praying that that doesn't happen and that Kenneth Walker and Charbonnet and all of these weapons lock it, JSN, uh, DK Metcalf, all of them can eat and get theirs. It's a lot. It's a lot to eat and get theirs, but um, it's, it's kind of crazy. Like when it, you just listed that off, like I don't want to go off on offense, a tangent. Man. It's a really that good offense. Wild. DK JSN Lockett, not to mention Noah Fant, whatever he, he he is, but Noah Fant, and then you have Charbonnet and Kenneth Walker, a revamped offensive line, and yeah, Gino had the highest completion percentage in the NFL last year. So, uh, you know what helps that is a good run game. So, you know what, it, it makes a lot of sense that the reason why they did it. So, yeah, I mean, Kenneth Walker, I think, is one that you need to at least check the price on in your leagues. At least what? check. What do you think that price would be in terms of just straight pick value right now? Like rookie pick value for the 23 class. So if I was to buy Kenneth Walker, I think my line is going to be, I be on the top five. I think JSN, I would say I'm like, I'm right in that. Like QJ Addison flowers range. Like, yeah. I think straight pick for for him. If I could give a singular first, like that range, I'd be like, okay, see you later. And we, we so we're putting Gibbs, obviously Bijan above him. Uh, the, those two we're going to put above him for now, just because of the you know potential touch role that we do see with Gibbs in Detroit. Yeah, man, I think even that one, I don't. I'm not going to go back and forth on it. I'm just going to take the rookie hype around Gibbs right now and what I think that role could become yeah. for Gibbs. 
Um, just because we don't know what the split's going to look like in the Seattle backfield right now. So I think he's got to be past the top 105, 106 for me. I'm I'm there with you as well. Just the value of the wide receiver with JSN and the name value his name carries right now. I think you got to put him behind him. But I could argue for as soon as the 107 in terms of just straight pick value right now. Yeah, like even looking at it, like I don't want to put JSN's name to it, but like looking at JSN, I, I might even straight swap those those two might even do it same team oh it's running back man i can't do it i know i think that's that's the issue is is the the de- devaluation of the position and and, and taking that risk on of what kenneth walker is but but again that's kind of giving you that singular pick value if i if it was flowers qj that range see ya like i'm, I'm happy to to ship that off and so and, we have uh, him above any of the other running backs here a chain you're gonna you're gonna have him over A chain yet. Oh, yeah. Have over Kendra over. Yep. Yep. Um, yep. Forgetting yes. who. Yeah. Don't even. Yeah. Doesn't even matter. Yeah. Past say. that, doesn't even matter. So <laughs> all good there. Yes. All good there. The last one that we want to head on here before we do get out of the running backs, though, Rashad White saw him survive the draft. Currently, um, doesn't really have anybody behind him outside. I believe it's Keyshawn Vaughn and Sean Tucker as it currently sits. I think they got one more guy that they added in there that's just a body as it currently stands. Is Rojo? No, Rojo's in Dallas. Uh, Chase Edmonds, I believe. Is, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Is in, uh, Chase Tampa. Edmonds. Yeah, replacing that uh, Giovanni Bernard role, I guess. Um, so that would be a good spot for Edmonds. But see- seemingly survived the draft. I've never been a big Rashad White guy. And so, I mean, if you're telling me any first, 24 or 23, I'm out. Um, yeah, absolutely. High seconds, <laughs> high seconds even this year, I'm out. Like probably two, three and above in – Obviously, here just talking like standard formats, PPR 1.5 tight end premium type. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm out for really any early second this year. 24 seconds straight up, 24 second, 24 third. I think I'm, I think I'm out. I'm looking at two seconds. I, I don't want to go that low. I think, I think he, I mean, he did survive, and and I know everyone t- talks about how how gross it looked to see Leonard Fournette run, and there was so much more burst from Rashad White, and and you know. He Rashad White was basically Leonard Fournette without all the catches. Like that's kind of how it was. There was a little bit more burst to Rashad White and his young legs. So you know he still can be very good um, if they don't bring anybody else in. But again, he seemingly has survived. There are some free agent running backs of Zeke Fournette still out there and um, and Kareem Hunt. So you still have some potential guys that could come in and kind of ruin this uh, this excitement. But you know some some deals that we've seen go down in the past few days, um, like Rashad White. Rashad White went for Zach Charbonnet in a twenty four second. Like I think I'm I'm oh. out on that. Yeah, oh, give me the down tier and then twenty four smash. That's two seconds, Char- right? I might have Charbonnet. I I have Charbonnet over Rashad White straight up. Yeah. Do you? I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know right now. I'll take Rashad. I'll take Charbonnet over Rashad White. Yeah. I don't. I'm not there yet. I'm not there. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give him his boost. I, you know, he's gone for. He went for a 23 first. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm asking for more. I'm asking for first, yeah, and then. Yeah. But but I mean, we've even seen Charbonnet go at like the 110 in some of these leagues. 110, 111, 112. And so I, at that let, price, I'm out. Let me give you a couple. A couple here: Deontay Johnson and Rashad White. Deontay Johnson, as long as it's not like skewed format. Okay. Um, and this one, obviously, you mentioned it 109 or Rashad White, 109, right? I think that one's pretty easy. Yep. Uh, Derek Henry or Rashad White. <laughs> Jeez, what? These are, these are straight swaps oh. that have happened. That's kind of why. 
killed. Oh, but no. I shouldn't have read that one live. I shouldn't have read that. Uh, we had the one twelve for Rashad White. Uh, yeah, man, like that's this is kind of the range that go he's out going. there and see what you can get. Some people love, yeah, love them. Some Rashad White. He didn't get drafted over. Let's see if Leonard Fournette goes back for another run at it with Tampa, and then Rashad White's what he waters. was last year. So, uh, I. I I still think they do something else in this backfield, whether it's one of the free agents or so- something more than what they have back here. Otherwise, I mean, they still haven't, you know, in my mind, really solidified the offensive line either. And it was bad last year. And who knows what this team is going to look like with Baker behind center. So, yeah, yeah. If, I, if I can get off for any of these pivots that you're reading off for me, I'm out. That Charbonnet in a second, like even a chain in a second, like, ah, oh, man, if gone, I like done that, and like, gone. I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah. Easy. Mm getting me getting me thinking getting me thinking here um any other running backs you want to touch on before we move on to to wide receivers here nope just in general like like we said with running backs all of those down tiers those are perfect liquidation yeah. process play down tiers my goodness those are fantastic if you can get those done go send them out um and then just in running back in general you know if you have any extra weight if you have anything more than like two top tens or anything like that i'm probably looking to liquidate at this point of the off season because they're highly volatile assets to carry for the next 120 days until we get to the season. Yeah. The, the one thing I did want to touch on, we talk about liquidating, you know, so if you're able to down tier and acquire, you know, add on those picks similar to what we were just talking about with, with Rashad white, getting a player and a pick, um, just adding that additional liquidity, like anything in this AJ Dillon range, uh, Brian Robinson, even, I don't know, Tyler Algier, potentially like I'm look, if I can push any of that into 2024, I can seconds. Yeah. Yes, 24 seconds. Tajay Spears, Tank Bigsby, like any of these guys, if I can push them into to 24 seconds, I'm looking to do that. That is because the whole the whole idea and the reason behind it isn't because we don't believe in those players, but most likely you can buy back in for that same price if there's any any value to some of these players. Or you can use that single second or a second and a third to go find yourself productive running back production that you need to make a run if you're actually looking to make a run and if you're not then you have picks like what what better way to to build your team than to have liquid assets it's a perfect hedging your bet and yeah, you're exactly. and you're and you have no injury concern with a pick either like it's it's best of like three different scenarios that you can possibly have so don't take it too far don't sell off everything but you want to try <laughs> to limit your exposure yeah <laughs> Exactly, exactly. All right, so let's uh, dive into to the wide receiver position. And, you know, one of the biggest things that stands out to me when we, when we talk about wide receivers is, like, if you look on Keep Trade Cut, uh, it kind of hurts my feelings. Like, every time I, it's, I pull this is so it up. anti so anti-overreaction pod. This is so oh, anti our process. It hurt. It does hurt. Everyone else is overreacting. There's no reason some of these guys should be top 12 freaking wide receivers. There's just no reason. Uh, you're all the problem, not us. <laughs> we value the age a little bit more than the, than the production, but like the fact that Tyreek Hill, Stephon Diggs, Cooper Cup, Devontae Adams are wide receiver 14 through through 17. I, I know it's dynasty. I do. I, I get it. But holy crap. Like these guys are the elite of the elite producers. When you got Drake London, JSN above them, DK, I, Higgins, it just it hurts, man. It just hurts, man. Uh, we we love our old crusty wide receivers because they just keep producing year over year. And um, can, can can you got can you buy these guys cheap? Like, do you think you can go out there and buy? Like, I don't want to say cheap, but like, what can you buy that range of 
wide receiver for i mean the, the first thing that i'm doing you know like we said at the beginning we're playing on most like we're trying to make all of these rosters win now pretty much for not as long as possible we're not going to just like ride it out completely into the dust and turn it into right. no value whatsoever but most of these rosters that we look at like probably 80 percent, we're still trying to lean into a win now right now and that's what we're really going for here trying to give you the advice for those teams for those teams that you do have that are in that window range and so First thing I'm looking at is that list you just read off Hill, Diggs, Cup, and Adams. Any of the wide receivers in this class, I'll, I'll, I'll take the other. I'll take the vet. Yes. If I, if I am, Jason's win the now. only one. Jason's the only one that I feel like I even need a plus for to do. And I would, <sighs> I would straight swap them all. And I feel like I would draw a line there. Like I feel like Devontae Adams is Devontae Adams and Cooper Cup, uh, while still insanely elite producers. Um, because of their age, I would say that like, yeah, like giving up JSN would, would be tough. But if Tyreek, I think, I, I think you deserve something on top of Tyre, you know, like straight swapping JSN for Tyreek Hill feels absolutely wild. Just straight swap those two. I know, I know we don't typically do one for ones, especially at the same position. That's something uh, you know, you and I talk about all the time, and, and it's like all you're doing is saying if you send that trade to somebody, you're like, oh yeah, here's my JSN for your Tyree kill. All you're telling that other person is, I value what you have more than what I have, and it might might make sense for build, so you can use that excuse. But that's essentially what you're saying is like, yeah, I want Tyree kill more than I want JSN. It's like, well, if you want my Tyree kill, I'm gonna, go pay I'm gonna tax it. you. Yeah, I'm gonna tax you for that. Like the one for one at the same position is just not the the right way to go about it in general. But again, we're just kind of comparing apples for apples here because Jason is the one Oh six. So like the one Oh six for, for Stefan Diggs, like you think, does that get it done? First of all, let's just start there. Does the one Oh six for Stefan Diggs get it done in leagues right now? If you're trying to acquire Stefan Diggs, I think it definitely can in some places with, with, the way with the way that I've seen the way that I've seen some people going crazy in terms of just straight up ADP, they're literally back to back in terms of startup ADP, wide receiver eleven, wide receiver twelve, and startup ADP right now from Bulletproof. Okay. Yeah. So I think it's just team build direction. Now that is a thing like we just talked about that you don't want to send it off exactly like that. Put some ancillary pieces on it, you know, tack on that third to JSN or something. But I, I think that's easily if it comes down to it, I'm perfectly fine straight swapping those two and i think that's a deal you could get done so then so the, and that's something you you are comfortable doing so jsn if you were to straight swap or even jsn if you had to kick in a third you would do that to get a digs or a tyreek hill or do you think you would need to to tax the digs because of the age value that they're getting yeah i think i'm gonna uh, I can go as low as straight swap. I don't think I want to kick in the third, but I'm not, I'm also not going to like, if it's my third that I think is a contending team and I think it's going to be like a three ten, and I have a little bit of extra capital yet. That's not like my last pick. Then sure. If it makes the deal go through, then I'll do it. Yeah. 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 I could see that. Yeah. I mean, again, if you it, it, win now specific teams, that's, that is the big thing. Like Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs still puts you in a two to three year window. Uh, Adams and cup. I feel like, could still be two-year windows uh they are both 30 this year i think they turned 31 at the end of the year 
uh, for both of them, I believe, if my math serves me correctly. So let's just say you got two years with them. It does make it a little bit harder just because if something does happen to either one of them, uh, that's going to be a wrap on their value. <laughs> like it's it wraps up the, the the true value that they have is the points that they're giving your team, but that's gonna that'll just crush everything <laughs> at that point. So um, you're you're hoping hoping health, and then for both of them, quarterback play uh, with you know Jimmy G being with Adams and. I guess, I guess Matt Stafford, maybe Stetson Bennett. I don't know. <laughs> that's an, that's a double health bet almost, and one that's coming Ooh. off the injury. Cup is a little bit more scary. I think, like if you if you want to try to straight swap me JSN and Cup, I think I might push back a little bit and need a little bit Same. more just because of how risky yep. of an risk of an asset I'm taking on compared to the name value. Um, but but it's close. It's still close for me, man. It's it's right there. You push it back to any of the other wide receivers in this class, and I think I'm okay taking a straight swap. Yeah, man. The the thing I want to point out is like I love I love JSN. I I like the prospect, the player. The bottom line is is like he is still in an offense with DK Met. I mean, we went over it, right? DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, the run game. Like we we see it with London. We 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 saw it with with Traylon. We you know we you see it with a lot of guys year one where things don't necessarily go their way. And and as much as I love JSN. Uh, him being valued as a top 12 wide receiver already he might deserve to be there uh, but we'll see what kind of production he actually gives us in, in year one and i think that's kind of the scary thing for me it's like if i'm looking for the production uh, i'm happy to make the move off of a jsn for that reason if i'm looking for the production that's going to help me win now and, and looking at that i mean another big one talking about london you know london is in an offense where low passing volume um and it seems like that's going to continue they the falcons ran the ball more than any team in the nfl and we make the excuse that he's the only thing there it's him and pitts right you got to throw the ball to somebody target share is incredible it's it's it's, it's going to be that way because it's just those guys but in the end like like what like what is what's drake london like if i can sell what's perceived as a I mean, he's he's in KTC. He's top twelve um, in, in current drafts. He's wide receiver fifteen. You know, going ahead of DK Metcalf. Like, if I can trade away Drake London, I think I, I think I think this is the time, man. I think I think it's time to at least explore that. That one might be one that's you know, whether you're on the rebuilding team or whether you're on the competing team, just because like yeah. What is that upside this year? Love the talent of Drake London. He was my wide receiver one coming out last year. Was psyched whenever he was the wide receiver one for the NFL draft as well. But they just keep adding weapons to this offense too, man. And we, we, we've we seen how this offense wants to operate and run. And it's it's going to take Desmond Ritter being highly efficient in this offense for Drake London to really become anything superstar level for fantasy. Yeah, and, and so I mean, I would start exploring those those things now. There, there is going to be, you know, again talking about timing. There is going to be opportunities throughout this offseason where we're going to hear, you know, hype on the Falcons. We're going to see what's going on with Desmond Ritter, uh, see how this offense is going to to play out. So there might be uh, a better opportunity, but at least see what people are, you know, shop him. Right, you don't have to put him on the block, but shop him. Find specific, you know, players that you're interested in, and see if you're able to to trade uh, trade London for for those players. Um, and see what you know what conversation you can get going uh, because there will be a time and I think that's that kind of leads into again talking about these rookies talking about JSN a little bit as well and tying it to to Traylon and to London you know 
there's usually, this is something that Brandon and I talked about in friggin' March of last year. Like there's usually a time where you can buy these rookie wide receivers that don't always have the, like the, the opportunity right away. I think Addison's going to be on the field right away. So that one should be okay. But like JSN, like things might not start off the best for him. So you might actually have a buy window come the start of the year for JSN where you can buy back into, to him um, because Lockett and, and DK are there, right? Like you can paint yourself a picture where you can buy him. You can buy QJ because Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are there. You can buy Zay Flowers because you, you got, you know, Odell and Bateman and, and Mark Andrews and whatever that offense is going to be there. Like, there's going to be buy windows for these guys. And I feel like that's something to kind of keep an eye on. Um, same thing with sell windows, but really kind of t- notice the timing throughout this off season and into the season of when you can buy and sell these rookies. I think it's going to be very interesting to see these top four because they're all back, like back to back pretty much in ADP that one Oh six through one nine with JSN Addison, QJ and flowers. Like you mentioned, those four are going to be really interesting to follow throughout the off season. Cause like, like you said, but we've got so much time and so many storylines that are going to come out about all of these rookies over the next, uh, up until the offseason. And we've, we've seen it before. It's Jamar Chase can't catch the NFL football. It's Traylon Burks is out of shape and fat showing up to camp, and Mike Vrabel hates him. And there's wild value fluctuations for all of these wide receivers. So I think I might try to like block out the noise of the offseason for these wide receivers since I do have them all pretty closely knit together and if i start seeing value on one and i already like let's say i already have a qj and qj starts getting a bump in value while zay flowers looks like he's the wide receiver three behind rashad bateman and he's getting nuked in value can i just flip and gain any capital on like can i gain a second on that value before these guys even ever touch the field even in preseason games stuff like that's going to happen and with how closely knit i have this group of wide receivers at this point I might just try to play like a value flip game on some of these guys to see if I can hit on some highs and lows between them. And now you might be thinking out there that that we're crazy and that that there's no way that that's going to happen. Yes, it will. <laughs> like you're some going to guys. there's going to be some sort of news that happens where so and so is exceeding expectations and and is going to be on the field more than anticipated and uh so and so is Barry like Jamar or what was it Justin Jefferson was buried b- below uh, was Ola BC Johnson at the time like <laughs> him and maybe Naylor was there at the time too I don't even friggin know but like it it, it was you're going to hear stuff like that where you're going to have buy windows. Jamar Chase can't catch the football. He's not adjusting to the NFL. He doesn't wash his ass. Like all of those types of things are going to start coming out where you're going to have windows to buy. But on the flip side, you know, you're going to see George Pickens make an incredible catch and there's going to be a window to sell. So you, you got to play that kind of market and understand that your window is small. It doesn't mean just because. You know, you hear that news that day or that week that now you have a two week, three week window like you got to start moving on that, that news, that that information, whatever's happening. You got to be able to make the move and be comfortable doing it. Like sometimes it's hard. Sometimes it's hard to hear Quentin Johnston. It might be, you know taking over Mike Williams role. And, you know, he's he's looking like the, the clear number one on that team. And then you hear that and you're like, I can't sell him. I can't do that. Like, there's no way I can do that. And it's like, right now, take capitalize on the, on the news that you can. It sounds crazy sometimes, but capitalize on you can. Doesn't mean just sell them for a first and a second and get out. But like, 
try and make a strategic move and capitalize on that th- those value bumps that they get. Yep, we're going to see it with the wide receiver twos and this like the second round wide receivers as well. We're going to oh, see yeah. those value bumps with Jonathan Mingo whenever he's outplaying Adam Thielen in camp. We're going to see it with Rasheed Rice whenever you know that video already came out that Patrick Mahomes threw him a route in slow mo on a five yard out, and oh my god, it looks so sexy in slow mo. I mean, he's going to be the wide receiver one in KC come this <laughs> start of the year from from snap one, Rasheed Rice. I mean, the narratives are going to be wild, and so just try to. Try to stay grounded, take advantage of it where you can, and and move around within these tiers. I think I'm pretty okay with just about all of these guys as they sit right now. But we'll probably overreact to something at some point this offseason. Oh, yeah. so we'll just oh, try yeah. to try to stay grounded here whenever we do get there. But uh, if you got anything else, you want to kick us off on tight end? Yeah, I just want to wrap up one last thing with with wide receivers. Just maneuvering the flat tier. Uh, you oh, know, yeah. Any yeah. of those 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 wide receiver 12 or you know 12 14 through i don't know 26 really is what it is um if you're able to to move out you know move within that tier and acquire additional assets you know uh just just kind of looking at you know moving from christian watson to you know chris godwin and getting a, a pick like if you're able to move you know things like that from jerry judy all the way down into amari cooper like these guys are all in the same tier and you're talking that's wide receiver 23 to wide receiver 34 like being able to move within the tier acquire pick value uh, is something i'm looking to do year round and 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 again it goes back to the news and the rumors that you're hearing so you know my, i'm going to use michael pittman as an as an example because he just got a quote unquote quarterback upgrade cuz he got a rookie qb and anthony richardson with a cannon for an arm to come in best quarterback he's going to play for the hype is high on Michael Pittman, but so is like the, his ceiling is still going to be capped. I love Michael Pittman, have a lot of him, but if I'm able to move within that same, you know, tier that he's in and I'm able to move from, you know, I don't know, Michael Pittman into Jerry Judy in a second, Jerry Judy, like, you know, I'm looking to make those types of moves moving into DJ Moore. Like again, you can find players that you can move within that tier and, and acquire additional capital that's going to help you in the season. You're not losing any points per game. Yeah, you lose perceived quote unquote value from moving from Pittman to, to a different player. However, you, that player is going to give you the same production, has the same potential to, to get a boost um, within the season as well. And you have that pick that you can maneuver with. So flat tier look to do that at any time and and see if you can capitalize on some news rumors that are going on within that tier as well yep and seconds for guys that are you know perceived a little bit out of community value to be pretty large difference but i'm okay with doing it for small changes with thirds as well if somebody really wants a guy over another guy i'm okay with making the move if it if it feels like it's (sighs) enough for me to even just take on a third I'm with you. Uh, I, I still like. I'm looking. Like, I'm looking for first and seconds. Like ideally, yeah, like you're sure. getting a second. Like that's that's the whole goal. If I'm not getting a second, like kick rocks. Just, just know your tiers. Build out your tiers. Yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah. some sometimes people will literally pay up thirds for guys that you have ranked completely opposite. <laughs> so, very true. Very yeah. very true. Just build out your tiers and know where you have the flat lines at. All right. So uh, that that pretty much wraps things up with wide receiver here. Let's uh, you know, there's not a lot to t- to touch on with tight end because, uh, really, like what there's tight end one, tight end two through what five, maybe six, and then the rest. Um, it's just a, a a hot mess in a way is the best way I can describe it. So 
I want to start at the top with tight end because right now, according to keep trade cut, Kyle Pitts is still the tight end one. And whether you agree with it or not, I feel like this is the time to sell Kyle Pitts before it's potentially too late. Am I wrong in thinking that? That is that's actually interesting because I pulled I pulled it up as we were going through that one because I know we were talking about that pre-draft or pre-show. Travis Kelsey is actually the tight end one in startup ADP. In, okay, good, good. And and not Kyle Pitts. So that flip has actually happened for people. So if you're still selling Kyle Pitts at tight end one prices though, and people are willing to pay up those astronomical prices of last year, yeah, by all means he's gone. So I'm looking at some of the trades that have gone down here. So like, would you, for, for Kyle Pitts, would you move off of Pitts for a 24 first and like uh, one of these top rookie, you know, rookie tight ends, a Kincaid, a mayor, uh, Laporta and any of those guys, would you move off of a random 24 first for, and, and, and that's a rookie tight end 20 random random is a scary word. Um, it is random is a scary word, but it's, it's may it's may you can't, I mean, we just had this. It, it is draft. very, it's very can't hard predict that far out. There, there are a lot of people who try to predict out things that are very unpredictable <laughs> at this point of the season. Like we even sure. try to say that our contending teams are contender or our rebuilding teams are rebuilder and everything can change in the blink of an eye. And we're now, you know, six and oh, as we start off the season or one and five and things yeah. are completely different. So yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it. Random twenty four first. You get you give me truly just RNG on it. Uh, I'll take the bet. I'll take the hit and give me give me all three. Give me all three for the re roll in a in a twenty four first. What about and you know this is twenty three so one oh eight so looking at like a QJ and Addison. Uh, you know take your pick of that that wide receiver and Evan Ingram or Kyle Pitts. I'd want something more secure. I don't think you're, you're not getting anything more secure at the wide receiver, though. That's the issue. Um, Evan Ingram, 108, and Kyle Pitts. I yeah. I feel like I want something more for my Kyle. Like, I feel like I should still get something more for my Kyle Pitts just by community consensus value, but I'm probably okay with doing it as, as bad as it sounds, especially if we're starting to get past the start 10 lineups, the start 11s, the best balls, <laughs> especially. I'm okay with it, man. I'm okay with it. I'm about I'm about tapped out with my uh, my time on pits. Yeah, and it the thing is, like, it's not that he's not talented. Everything is still there. It go, goes back to the same kind of thing with the Drake London, right? Like the the passing volume. How consequential is your tight end premium? Is is part of it? But then you know, if he doesn't do it this year, if he doesn't give us what we're all hoping for. And I'm just going to go with a top five tight end season, even though that doesn't mean a lot in fantasy. Like, but if he is a top five tight end in fantasy, or if he's not, like that's that's going to be a wrap. Like Pitts's value is going to get crushed. He, he's uh, down. He's down amongst all the others of the Friermuths, the Goddards of the world. He's in that tight end six to twelve range where we just kind of filter out guys as we go because they aren't really the difference in scoring between them and even down to like tight end 18 typically isn't all that much. They're just the guys that actually have a starting role and starting gig in the NFL. Yeah. And that's, that's kind of where I'm at. So, I mean, I would explore it, at least see what Pitts is going for in your league. I know it, it vastly 
varies league to league. So know your league, but see if you can get yourself a tight end down tier in a first. That's kind of the best way I would look at it. Maybe even going down to like, I mean, God, it feels real gross. Like Chiggy in a 24 first, like Dolchich in a 24 first. That's, that's too far for you? Okay. Far for me. In Joku in a 24 first? Speaking more of my language there, but okay. I'd, I'd want that one fairly secured. I, random 24 first. Take off that random and we're, we're talking. <laughs> Take off random. All right. Well, I, I, those are the things I'd at least start, start exploring, seeing what, what you, you can get out there in your league. Um, now, the other thing you, you wanted to kind of touch on here is, you know, these top three rookies, Kincaid, Mayor Laporta, all of them got insanely good draft capital, right? Like it, it went to some some good landing spots, you know, theoretically. What, what vet would you trade? You know, again, we're looking at one for one. Kincaid or Goddard right now? I'll take Goddard. Okay. I, I, I'm not, I, I know that we're struggling to find rookies. I think that's the issue with what I have with where these guys are going in value because all these guys are top 10 as it currently sits in KTC, right? Yes. And, and so I think we're struggling to find tight end value currently in the market and we're elevating guys up above other ones that we haven't seen do anything. It gets preached to us constantly that these rookie tight ends, it takes them a while to produce. And I know that we had some guys hit last year. We had the Dolchich, we had the Otten, we had McBride at the end of the season after Ertz went down. We had Bellinger, but none of them were still actually producing meaningful numbers week in and week out for your fantasy teams. You're still not wanting to roster any of these guys. And I feel like we're kind of just putting these guys up here by default because we don't have anybody else that we really want to throw up above them. And so you still give me some of these vets, man, where you're talking Kincaid, I'd probably put around the level in between like a Goddard and Fryermuth. Mayor, I'd even go, I'd probably even go to looking to see if I can pivot to uh, Fryermuth, Ingram, and Joku, and Laporta, I'd have probably behind all of these guys as it currently stands. All of the guys that I listed out of Kittle, Goddard, Fryermuth, Ingram, and Joku, uh, I'll have Laporta below all of them. Yeah, I mean, and I think that's really where where the struggle is. Like, we saw last year that some rookie tight ends actually break through. Um, but, like, Dalton Kincaid, let's let me, I want to see how they use him. But let's not forget that Dawson Knox is still there. Like, it's not like he's some imposing you know he's no kelsey right but he's still a serviceable tight end that the team has liked and used throughout so i'm not sure if he's necessarily going to just step right in and replace him um so it depends on how how they use him are there a lot of two tight end sets does he play in the slot does he move out laporta we saw detroit misuse you know tj hawkinson and there are questions whether or not they're going to just misuse Laporta now. So, you know, we I want to see those types of things uh, and see them develop. So, yeah, man, like give me Ingram, give me Njoku, Dalton Schultz even. Like I think I'm taking all of those guys over over like Laporta. Um, Mayor, I feel like could step in in, in, uh, in Las Vegas. I mean, really just has to overcome Austin Hooper, but it's just such a gamble, man, with with – that they have to ends. take over and it's not just that they have to you know take over the role which i think all of these guys will probably step into a pretty serviceable role within their offense in just terms of snap share but they actually have to consistently demand targets and we've yeah. seen from the tight end position as it currently stands in the nfl 
only a few do it every year. Yep. Yep. I mean, if I'm able to buy those guys that are going to get targets, that's what I'm looking to do. Um, it feels gross. Like as I'm looking at this list, man, like Dalton Schultz is just getting just utterly oh, disrespected. I, I buried. I don't, I don't, I mean, I don't think he's some supreme top four guy, but my goodness, like I, he, but if I can get cool. sizable, sizable value on top of any of these rookies to down tier to Schultz, like, Oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing that in pretty much any format. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Dalton Schultz is all that oh. it comes back to with tight end, man. Kelsey by any means necessary on the contender. Yep. Yeah. If you're, if you are a contender, Kelsey by any means necessary. Uh, I mean, as I long think, as you're still a contender after you make the deal, like don't sell five <laughs> yeah. pieces. And then yes, yeah, very, very important. <laughs> uh, speaking of tight ends here, uh, you know, again, this is this uh, while we're recording this, I just have a I'm on the clock crazy enough in the fourth round looking at two tight ends. Oh, Darnell Washington has fallen to me in the fourth round or or I have I have Tucker Craft here, too. I have Tucker Craft. Britton Strange and Darnell Washington are, are the ones I'm looking at. And it feels like I kind of feel like I need to take some some Tucker here. Um that my by my rankings, you're taking Tucker Craft. Yeah, I I, uh, I have enough Darnell already. Let's take us some Tucker Craft in the friggin' fourth round. Oh my goodness. <laughs> All right. Jake Hayner went ahead of him. Anyways, anyway, um, so as we get through, we're you know, we're talking rookies now. Let's look at this whole thing holistically for the rookies, the timing of the rookies, because we are going to see these values change pretty drastically. OTAs, news, news blurbs, mini camps, preseason, the George Pickens type of last year, everything like that. Yeah these rookies are going to move in value. So as it currently stands today, I think we've pretty much come to the consensus that outside of the top nine picks, I'm fine with putting any of the 110, 111, 112, and just flipping it for a 24 first. Yeah, and I feel like even when you put the names to it, like even when you when you put the names to, to whatever picks those end up being throughout the summer, um, I'm happy to re-roll into to 2024. I... I <sighs> Even even potentially some of those top nine, but yeah, if I'm able to to get myself a a mid twenty four first out for sure on on pretty much any of them. <laughs> I mean, we're we're take as it currently stands today, we're taking any uh, for most people from what I've seen, any twenty four first is typically what's been thrown around for any of the guys past the one oh nine. Yep. You're you're fine taking any twenty four first. Yep. So is that something that we should carry with us? regardless of what happened outside of like injury, the guy goes down in front of him. Obviously things change like that. But like, if it's just the training camp hype, if it's just the training camp videos that are coming out, if it's just the preseason games and any of these guys are taking that value leap up to being worth that 24 first that aren't inside our current top nine ADP, is it an automatic flip into that 24 first outside of like the, you know, obvious circumstances of just like injury or anything else like that? I will say yes, and and I feel like I'm holding out hope for one. I feel like that the right process play is yes. I'm just going to reroll. Um, the the one exception potentially for me is going to be Devon A Chain. Oh, uh, A Chain, no, okay. A Chain. Uh, there's there's just some. I mean, again, and I feel like it, it's I feel like it's a trap. <laughs> I feel like that's the thing is I feel like I can tell myself that it's a trap, and I'm going to walk right into it anyways. But like I, I can tell myself that that A Chain can just be. Mostert, 
Jeff Wilson. Like there's not like these, this incredible backfield that he needs to overcome. And you have that speed on the field. If they can, they use him in, in fun, different ways and, and still give him carries. Oh, that he's going to be one. That's going to be so much fun to, to have on your fantasy team. But again, the, the bottom line is he needs to get touches. And so I don't know if that's going to happen. And that's where it's like the right process plays. Just take the pick and run. Are you doing that at this point? Just taking it and run for anybody outside of that top nine. I'm taking it and running outside of like, like I mentioned, there's some circumstances that like we aren't going to be able to predict and foresee that obviously can change. And you should be able to figure out what those are as they come, but they have to be pretty major. In my opinion, it's not just going to be some news blurb that this guy's just taking over the entire backfield in the preseason. Uh, it's not going to be that it's not going to be one breakaway long run in the preseason. That's going to change my mind. That's he's, I can't, sell him for a first anymore the one that i was thinking about where you were possibly going to go kendra would be the potential of a the kamara suspension being longer than we expect and if that happens i think that's a trap too honestly the the only way that's not a trap is if he just comes out and absolutely smashes over those first six weeks or whatever it is i think that's probably the longest it could go so i don't know if he's going to get that much of a value bump because of the suspension if it does come yeah but if that's there and he does smash, but still, what are you getting more than a 24 first for a running back in the market as it currently sits today? I think that's the thing of like, if any of these guys get there, I'm fine just taking the re-roll and then reinvesting it later. I, I'm with you. And and as I look at 2024, um, if you, I think if I recall correctly, uh, JB, uh, Jordan Backus on who's next, he, uh, his pod dropped yesterday. If you haven't listened to that, check it out. But I believe he's diving into 2024. And I believe uh, 4D as well is going to be diving into 2024 this week. Um, but yeah, check out 2024. The class is actually shaping out to be pretty good. We got some good quarterbacks. We already got some good, you know, we, we have Marvin this class. There's like Buka. There's there's Brock Bowers, Jatavion Sanders. There's going to be some good players. But there's also just some left Mar- on that list. I just have to interject real quick. I thought I said Mar, didn't I? If you, uh, it, my bad if you did. But That's I, right. I just had to make sure it, he deserves to be on there twice. If he wasn't, he's so good, he deserves to be on there twice. Marv has got to be on it, but yeah, you have those. But you know, you have some really good running back prospects too. And, and there's Raheem Sanders, Rocket Sanders out of Arkansas. You get you have uh, Travion Henderson from Ohio State. You, you got yourself some Braylon Allen. Like I'm good with re-rolling into next year. But again, the other part of this is also just the liquidity that we we talked about earlier right like if i'm having these liquid 24 first i can go buy myself a running back or i buy myself a position that i need that's not a rookie that's that's not someone that i'm going to have to wait till next offseason i can put someone on my roster now and 24 first are going to get you some younger guys too right like those those picks are going to allow you the flexibility to get some youth on your roster immediately um or potentially some some top tier, you know the the hammers or your 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 true, you know weak winning production guys. So that is the other part of it too. If I can get that first, I'm happy to to move liquid and uh, and try and and try and maneuver my team a little bit differently that way. Yep, it's just the liquidity. Put it in at any time. Cash out for whatever you want. You should be able to trade that piece much more easily than you can the individual player that you have because there's we're going to get we're, we do it every year. 
next year's class is better than this year's class. And we're going to be <laughs> hyped about the 24 class all the way through the year. And then we're going to ride the cycle and then we're going to get to next year. And then it's going to disappoint us again. And 25 will be better than 24. And we'll just keep riding the roller coaster year after year after year. And maybe sometime we'll eventually wise it out and get a little bit more flatter, but it doesn't seem to be coming anytime soon. So if I can just keep playing the game of flipping into 24 and then either holding the pick or reinvesting, if I am in that playoff contention team, I want to reinvest that first later on, whenever I need it, I take on an injury or I can use that to you know, take one of my, take one of my players into that next tier, upgrade one of my positions. It, it puts you in such a better spot. And so if you can, any of these guys that get the hype going back to what we originally were here before we went down a little bit of a tangent, if any of these guys start getting hyped to where they elevate to that 24 first level, I think I'm out and I'll just take the re-roll to either reinvest it later or hold on to it and make the pick next year. Yeah, I'm with you. It's funny. You mentioned that it's a cycle we do every year, right? Like this is a cycle, huh? So uh, yeah, no, it's good to keep that kind of stuff in mind. Um, And another great way to, to make sure that you're ahead of the curve and and you have people to to talk to about these things is making sure that you're part of the destination Debbie Patreon, patreon.com forward slash all gas, incredible community. You're able to to talk with with uh, anybody and everybody, bounce ideas off of them, run trades by people. If you're in the Heisman's here, you can talk to to all of the content creators here on Destination Devi. Um, so you're able to to tap in, and there's a voice chat. Incredible, incredible way to learn quickly how to adjust your dynasty mindset and your mind frame. So again, patreon.com forward slash all gas, hands down the best fantasy football community uh, there is out there. Yep. And it's not just access to it's access to all of the destination Debbie creation team. Literally it's pretty much 24 seven access to us. We're in there way too much. So, so if you want access to us, like we, we just sit in there and answer questions as well. Obviously we're just a little side part of that though. I mean, you've got, you've got Ray, you've got Jay rich, you got Brandon in there literally filled with people all the time. So best bang for your buck money in the business is by far Heisman tier for that voice chat, for the access to Ray, Jay rich, all the others of the destination Debbie creation team and uh yeah man i don't have anything else for this episode here just make your moves over these next 120 days we got a long time a lot of episodes to get through till we get there a lot more information to get out to y'all and we'll be happy to be rocking with you here over the next four months or so till the season kicks off yeah i know and and you're you gotta you're taking a week off from me here you're gonna you're gonna go on vacation Yeah, uh, before we before we get on that grind, I think I'm going out to uh, going out to Denver here next week. So it might be might be missing me on the pod. We got some things logistically to work out for next week's pod, but we'll try to get we'll try to get it in there. If not, though, might be riding solo, might be getting guests. We'll figure that one out, but it's going to be a surprise for next week. So y'all stay tuned for that one. Yep. Tune in next week for a surprise. We may or may not be here. We may or may not have a guest. May or may not just be me. Who knows? But uh, yeah, Uh, again, thank you all so much for tuning in and uh, we will see you next week, hopefully here on the Overreaction Podcast. 